Hello, friends. This is Paul. I play Ray on Dark Nexus. I know I speak for all of us when I say thank you from the bottom of our hearts to all of you for listening. And if you haven't already, we ask for your help in spreading the word about our show. Rate us and follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Or, frankly, simply tell a friend. Last week, we introduced dreaming as a story element. This week, we dip into Dora's power set a little deeper to see what else she can do. Turn the lights down to an uncomfortable yellow dimness and turn up the volume on episode six. Welcome back to Dark Nexus. My name is Rob. I'm the Game Master. We've got our four players with us today. I'm Katie. I'm Paul. I'm Robert. And I'm Johnny. Tonight, Act One, Chapter Six. So, yesterday was a rough day for our pals Dora, Grip, <laughs> Gulliver, and Ray. Yeah. We had yeah. tor- torture dungeons, corpse mm-hmm. piles, mm-hmm. furnace shafts, Zoog fight. Terrified crossbone men and women at the barricade, giant centipedes, yellow mist, exploding corpses, shapeshifters, and in the first battle to actually truly test you, Dora went down, Gulliver went down, Dora came up, Dora seemed to go momentarily insane with rage, Grip <laughs> went down, meanwhile, Ray was ensnared by haunted viscera the entire time. Dora begged the folks at the barricade for mercy for help, but you got nothing. So y'all dragged yourselves into the boiler room to try to get some rest. Overnight, the last of your lantern oil burnt out. Overnight, y'all tossed and turned in the grip of terrible nightmares. In Grip's case, the nightmares were so terrible that he not only recovered no hit points from rest, but he actually took four more points of damage from what seemed to be claws raking open his face as he slept. In addition to that, ready for this, y'all? You have no idea how long it's been since your bodies ate or drank. But Dora and Gulliver will wake up with a sense that it's been quite some time because they're gonna need to make a constitution check to avoid taking non-lethal damage from thirst. This is now their reality every single hour. The save's getting progressively harder every hour until you get water. In addition to that, here's some more great news. Both Ray and Grip contracted filth fever yesterday. (laughs) Ray from his tumble in the corpse pile, Grip from that critical bite from the dire rat, was there a fortitude save? There was, and you, I failed. You failed it. Good at fortitude What does that saves. mean that they have yeah, filth fever? Yeah, what's filthy? What is filthy? Do they have conditions? They don't yet. So we're using the unchained Ooh. track, which means basically they went immediately to the first, the latent, the first stage? step on the physical disease track, which is latent or carriers, and then there is a, an incubation period of a day where they still feel fine. But as they wake up this morning, we're going to find out how successful their bodies were at fighting off this disease. Did they win over it, or have they gone full fever? Oh, the joke's on you, because I'm not going to wake up. (laughs) 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 That is is quite possibly true. So uh, 
before we kick back into the into the story here, let's make Jeez. some saves and then maybe we can assess just technically where everybody is at hit point wise and stuff. And then we'll start waking folks up for day two in so Briarstone. So I have a question about these saves. Is resistance an option? Yeah, so it's tricky because these saves, these checks are representing how your body is combating these situations over the course of a long stretch of time, not an isolated moment. So, you know, if you had a resistance going when you were first exposed to filth fever, say, yeah, you'd get the benefit of that save because it's, it's how does your, does your body initially fight it off or not. But now we're looking at what's your body doing over a 24-hour period, which is longer than any of the spells that you currently have actually last. Does my ill night of rest also prevent me from regaining my martial flexibility per day uses? It does not. Okay. Everybody does get back all of their class abilities despite the the troubling nature of their rest. Okay. So let's uh let's do some investigation and into Phil Fever. Grip, do you get back one hit point? You get one single hit point for being a first level character. <laughs> so Ray and Grip, who wants to make a fortitude save first? This is a save versus a disease? It is. Okay. Oh yes. Oh you have a bonus I you? do. I have a bonus because my body is already wasting. Mm-hmm. All right, that bonus is a plus four. Nice. So I'll add the plus four to my fortitude save, which is a plus one, so the total will be a plus five. And I rolled an 11 on the die, plus five is 16. Excellent. You have fought off filth fever, my friend. And grip. Mm -hmm. That's an 18 on the die, so that's going to be a 24. Great, so the good news is... I'll put this page away because nobody is filthy with fever. <laughs> is that the only save we have to make, or yes. is, well, that we have to do that again? No, now you are actually. Oh. Now we just have to make starvation you know and dehydration I... checks. Well, Great. Let me actually recheck because this is a new system. Oh. Oh no! I'm so glad you asked, Robert. <laughs> I'm so am glad I, you asked. Am I glad I asked? <laughs> No, in order to um, clear this disease, you do have to make two consecutive saves. So tomorrow, whenever tomorrow lands, we'll be doing this again. But right now, you've both chalked up one. Is there a, do we get some sort of bonus for passing the first one? We're hail, we're hardy, huh? Just doesn't get harder, right? Right, you don't. But it will be possible now that you all know that you're diseased for other people to make heal checks to grant you a bonus at that save. They can do essentially long-term care for you. Okay. That is actually a manageable check and will give you another plus four bonus to that save. Oh, so great. Okay. Let me... Does anyone have ranks in the heal skill? Do, 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 do. Skills aren't really no. my thing. <laughs> Good, okay. to Good to know. Next time I'll maybe Not take a rank. Yet. So the, uh, the two thirsty folks, yeah. this is a... This is my question. Yeah. Why are we thirsty and they're not? The thirst and starvation rules kick in at a certain point based on your constitution score. And we are uh, definitely learning (laughs) that the two of you have the lowest constitution (laughs) scores in this party. Got it. Low com buddies. Got it. We can assume that Grip is probably safely many, many hours away from this state. Ray's a little closer, but the two of you are are hitting that thirsty point first. So we're just making a straight constitution check. This is DC 10. You can add your constitution modifier, which is zero, and uh, have some fun (laughs) with that. Natural one. Oh, oh no. Johnny. Wow. <laughs> what did I'm you get, really Katie? thirsty. I got a 12. So for this hour, Dora is fine, but our good pal Gulliver 
takes four points oh of non-lethal damage. And now, because you have taken non-lethal damage from Thirst, Gulliver is fatigued, and that condition cannot be removed until he gets water. Great. Awesome. Can I honestly say that's something we've never played before? No, I know. <laughs> do we have fatigued? Do we have a card oh, for yes, that? Yes, we what do. What is fatigued? You can neither run nor charge and take a minus one penalty to armor class, attack rolls, melee damage rolls, reflex saving throws, initiative checks, and strength and dexterity based skill and ability checks. Doing anything that would normally cause fatigue causes you to become exhausted. After eight hours of complete rest, you are no longer fatigued. Except in this, Except case, in this case, I gotta drink some water. So, you know, to, to be a GM is to constantly forget things and mess things up. So, <laughs> Player two. I want, Player two. <laughs> true. So I'm going to ask all of your help because I, last week, forgot to make you make sanity checks again. When that corpse exploded and started wrapping itself around Ray, mm-hmm. the two of you that could see it, Ray and Grip, really should have made a sanity check. I'm sure mine would have gone great. I'm sure it would too. And I Should had debated, we just assume I, that you, we have to make a sanity check anytime anything happens? No, no. There are, basically, if you encounter a new, horrifying, undead creature that you've yet encountered before, mm-hmm. that would be a circumstance. There are whole classes of aberrations that will cause sanity checks to happen, and I'm more likely to remember those than I am undead, things like this. Right. But like, let's just, as a table, let's let's try to help me remember. Okay. Should we just be asking at certain times, like, does this require a sanity check? That'd be great, until I get used to it and I start being better. Awesome. <laughs> and just like, not just creatures, but horrifying scenes. Is that the kind of thing Incidences. that might spur it? Or... So now that we have done a check against witnessing a horrific scene of murder, the, the rule set sort of assumes that you don't have to check on that every single time. But if, so, if something particularly horrifying happens, it might be fun to decide that that's a place to do it. I would say that we could get away with that one since we all managed to resist singing the entirety of the Les Mis soundtrack <laughs> every time you said the word barricade. <laughs> okay. so I think we earned that okay. one. Okay, all right, I'll give that to you. Yeah, yeah that's, that's totally fair. So where is everybody at hit point wise when we're looking at picking up this next day? Where are you at, Grip? I'm at minus six. Oh, wow. Dora? Dora's at three. Okay. What, what I don't know is, did the damage I took due to the dream, yeah. does that take away the fact that I had stabilized? Oh. Ooh. Why do I ask these things know, that you haven't God. thought of? It's trying to kill your question. character. <laughs> I'm going to say no, it did, it did not. And at the very least, it's, I'm assuming it's kind of happening in the morning as Dora and Ray are there so they can stabilize you. It's so very nightmare that, on That's very street. honest of you to ask. All right. So Dora's got three. Yeah. What is Gulliver at? Well, I was at a negative one, but then I got that one hit point back from sleeping, which brought me up to a zero. But then I got minus four non-lethal damage, dropping me back down to minus four. Oh, and non-lethal is tracked separately. Don't subtract that from your hit points. So like you've got four non-lethal and you're at zero hit points. And if ever your actual hit points are lower than your non-lethal, that means you're unconscious. So I'm still unconscious. Yeah, yeah you're still yeah. unconscious. Either way, you're still yeah. unconscious. Ray? Well, Ray hasn't taken any damage, so... (laughs) Shut up! Get out of here, you jerk. Not even from all the skin sloughing off your body? No, that's just natural. (laughs) So, this morning, this morning of day two in Briarstone... That we know of. That we know of. Ray is the first one to wake up. You had a limited stock of lantern oil. Burned that out over the course of the night. So you wake up in pitch blackness in this in this boiler room. Fortunately, you've got the, the light cantrip, so you're able to, yeah. to, to get some light going, and you can do that 
infinite number of times a day, so we'll assume that as you're waking up and getting stirring, you're able to provide a little little bit of light. Yeah. You can see that, I guess, Boy Gulliver would just be like almost lifeless. <laughs> and you can see he's, he's, he's just, he's both from damage and from, from thirst, he's really kind of struggling and wasting away, and Grip is tossing and turning and clearly having a terrible nightmare. And you see that Dora is, you know, starting to shift around a little bit. She's edging close toward waking, but you have a little moment here by yourself. Yeah, um, I feel like while I'm there by myself, I've got a moment to just reflect <laughs> on this small band of people I find myself with yeah. and reflecting really on what uh, I can do to help. I feel like I'm so tied to how much my survival is connected to theirs. And without them, I don't know how we're going to, to survive this experience wherever the heck we are. So I'm thinking about that, and I'm thinking about ways to, to not only heal, but ways to protect. Like, what can I do? You know, I've got this, I've got offensive weapons, I've got an offensive weapon, I've got this uh, channeling energy thing that I can use offensively. But I've got these these pieces of parchment. They're prayers of the oh, what what was the deity's name? Shalin. Shalin, right? And um, while I'm sort of playing with these, I'm imagining that I can that there's there's some connection. Like I can do something with these, and I'm somewhat familiar with how spells work. That sometimes you need a material component mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. to make a spell, and so I'm I'm sort of playing with like taking a scrap of paper and seeing what I can. It feels like I can project something with my positive energy off my body that could be protective, like a like a shield or a, a bubble or some sort of um, encasement. So, Dora, when you awake and and you're seeing me, I'm I'm in this bubble of magical light that I created, and I'm fussing with these pieces of paper and I'm like, kind of throwing them away from me. <laughs> It's sort of ineffectively, they just kind of drift down. But there's obviously, I'm concentrating on something and trying to do something with this paper. You're a very fast learner. <sighs> you startled me. I'm sorry. That's right. I'm glad. I'm glad you're awake. I'm Dora glad. draws uh, the crystal that we found downstairs from whatever makeshift sort of pouch or <laughs> pack she's got, and it also provides light. Mm. And in her hand. Though I don't think it's a torchlight level. It is. It is? 20 feet, yeah. Right, so she puts it on the ground beside her. What is it you're doing? I, um, I mean, I I, I don't really know. (laughs) But I feel like I might be able to cast a spell with this paper. Something that would be, would just help us, like protect us. Maybe shield us from uh, another attack or something. I don't know. I don't know how powerful it's going to be, but I feel like I'm on the right track, as ridiculous as this may look. It doesn't look ridiculous at all. It sounds very useful. Quite frankly, everything you've done so far has been very useful, and I'm very grateful to you. Oh, yeah, thanks. I, I'm happy it's, it's helping. I still... These guys look terrible and I'm so frightened about what else is outside those doors and in those hallways I know but you you can help them yeah do you mind if I 
If I ask you something, it's, it seems rather personal. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. Your scars. I can't read them. Yeah. So, why do you, why, why do you want to know? Curiosity. You don't have to tell me. Uh, it's... I don't quite understand why they're there. I don't really know what they mean. It's a woman's name. Written over and over oh. and over. Carved into my skin. Can you read it? Yeah. And that's the part that's really fucking weird. Like, I, I, I can read it. And it's written in a language that is, it's, it's like the language of hell, the language of like damnation. It, it's this infernal runes or I shapes. And I have an affinity for language, though this one is unfamiliar to me. So who would do this to me? Like, what, what's the fucking point? It says, it says Daria. Over and over and over again, and I, I don't know who that is. I don't know what the uh, what's the importance there. What, what's the relationship to me? Uh, I don't know why my I, my body is falling apart. I I might be able to help you. It would require an act of faith on your part, of course. But if you want to remember, I I may be able to help you. But I also understand if you. I'm not ready to remember. Well, I'm, I'm ready to remember, and I'm ready to be stronger, and I'm ready to get the hell out of here, but I have a question for you. When, when we were fighting that doctor, shapeshifter, monster thing, you changed. You, you weren't this, like, nice old lady, this, like, mother person. You were, like... You were, you were freaking scary, man. I know. What, what happens to you when you do that? You blew his fucking head up. I wish that I could explain, but like your scars, all I can tell you is that my abilities, they are rooted in my own measure of control over my emotions. And for that moment, I... I lost control of them, and it was like I receded, and something else came forth. Whoa. I mean, I understand anger and, and fear and frustration, but like, is there, is there a, are you you, or are you like this other thing that's trapped in the you that I see now? You know what I'm saying? Who is Daria? I don't know. I don't either. <sighs> but maybe we can help each other work it out. I can only offer that when I wanted control again, I was able to achieve it. Yeah. Yeah. I I can I can see that. Okay. So you're not going to try to blow my head up, right? I'm not <laughs> going to try to blow your head up or anyone else's. Uh, I... Well, anyone here, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, what do you have in mind? Well, we're going to need water, first and foremost. But if we have another chance at a respite, 
I may be able to help you remember, if you're willing. Yeah. I feel, I feel like I could have helped with water if I knew what to do, but I just, I just don't have that ability. We're just going um, to have to find it. What about those people down the hall? You, you seem to have an, a, a way of like talking to people. You've, ha- you've touched the, the boy in some way. Yes, but I fear, uh, I fear I may have um, rather dented that relationship. Mm. I think we're just going to have to show them. So kill more of those shapeshifter things. Yes. So at this moment is when you probably start seeing grip tossing and turning and yelling out in pain as mm. rents open up mm-hmm. on his face. Oh. Is it from my... Am I rending myself? Or no, is it? it is oh happening. God. Oh my god. Perhaps you could um, channel again. Yeah, I'm going to actually try to cast Cure Light Wounds on him. And I don't have to try that. You I can just, just do it. I just, just do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, just horrified at what's happening to him, I uh, instinctually run to grip. I hold your chest down while you're writhing my strength is no match for yours <laughs> but i'm trying to like keep you steady and you heal seven hit points does that get you conscious i'm at one i'm at one one I'm conscious hit point very good okay all right so we have a conscious grip we have an unconscious gulliver clutching a dead fox and a bloody dora <laughs> does grip wake up yes do we know how long we've been sleeping do we have any sense? No. We have no sense of anything. Only by our sense of how hungry and thirsty we are. I feel like shit. You were dreaming. You look like shit too, my friend. Mm. I don't feel like I got any sleep at all. I too had very, very horrible dreams. Yeah, me too. But something about what you were dreaming, Grip, your face. I don't know what did it. That the dream was being chased and chased and then devoured and devoured and turned into the shite of the city and then it all started again and that I don't know what it meant, but it all felt rather familiar. It seems to me like we all need some healing, some more healing, right? Yes. Like you're you're low. Obviously Gull is, Gulliver is still a mess. So hold on folks. Channel, channel positive energy. Wait a moment. Yeah? Before you do that. What? Gulliver picked up some books. Yeah. From the room downstairs. And I, I thought perhaps we should all check and see if our handwriting uh, matched the writing in any of the books. <laughs> and I'm not sure that Gulliver would allow us to look at them when he's awake. <laughs> I. <laughs> this is awesome. The look on Johnny's face is fantastic. <laughs> I, I concur. I believe you're right. Well, do what you want. I don't know that I'd recognize my own fucking handwriting, to be honest. Well, we could try it, you know. Yeah. Okay, so you've got some charcoal pencils. You've got some scraps of paper. So you want to check against the spell book, the formula book. What else? The writing, the letter, the prayers to Shailen, maybe? Yeah. You've got that note that was tucked inside about the About the writing yeah, on, the ri- on Ray. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do we know who? Do we know for a fact that that's not your handwriting? No, we don't. Boy, okay. So I'm trying to think, checking handwriting against something that was carved 
into his yeah. flesh. Here, let know. me carve this person's name right. into your flesh right. and see if There's it's like all the other. There's plenty of dead bodies around. <laughs> so the check on the writing on Ray's body proves inconclusive, but we do learn a few things from this exercise. Ray, you wrote the prayers to Shailen. Okay. That is your handwriting. Okay. On those scripts of, scraps of paper. On those scraps of paper. None of the three of you seem to have written anything in either the formula book or the spell book. The letter in Draconic that was tucked inside the violin is in Dora's hand. Mm, to Eric. For Eric. Okay. Anything else that had handwriting on it? Oh, that was it, wasn't it? Unless the, um, the note uh, Campre Linway is authorized to receive his annual increases. <laughs> was not written by any of you. Good. <laughs> totally curious. When you all do this and remove this stuff from Gulliver, how do you do it? Who does it, and how do you? You take a photograph of exactly where everything was. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever has the highest intelligence should probably take a note. That's me, probably. And then try to replace it back where it was yeah. in the same manner. Yeah, that it so was. I don't know what kind of check that might be to put it back in a way that he would notice Stealth. or not notice. Sleight of hand. I don't know if you can make that untrained. I love the idea of using intelligence essentially like how how accurate of a mental picture can you yeah. make and sustain to recreate a situation because it's not like you're trying to hide something like a sleight of hand you're trying to recreate a thing. So, so maybe we'll, like a perception check? Maybe we'll do a, an opposed perception check from Gulliver against an intelligence check from okay. Dora. Dora in that case going to do something we haven't seen oh. her do yet. Ooh. Before she puts everything back and, you know, she like puts everything back and then before she kind of sets it and yeah. says, okay, this is good, now you can heal him. She summons this image to her mind of a, a dusty old tome on a pedestal in an old library, noticing that all of these thought components to these spells seem to be centered on a place, a building uh, that feels like an old mansion or an old library or something that she's finding it all in there. Um, so she, the images of this dusty old tome opening and the pages flipping in wind and she summons a feeling of desperation. I don't want to hurt his feelings by thinking we were stealing from him. We just wanted to check this thing. So that desperation and the image combine to give her this burst of insight. And <laughs> She raises her intelligence by Eight. Oh wow! Wow! <laughs> for the moment, holy mackerel! Uh, it is definitely like, right. Just and a then, single and then check. as soon as she is done with it, yeah, just a single check. Yeah, it's cool. It's an immediate action. It's a cool spell. It's not really a combat spell. Yeah, there's a combat awesome. version, but that's not what I have. And then as soon as she's done, she is dazed. <laughs> for wow. Like around. Yeah. But it. that's gonna give me plus eight to this intelligence check. Nice. Yeah, it doesn't really matter when you roll a five. So that's a thirteen. That Probably. spell gives you one grip's worth <laughs> yeah, of intelligence. Right. <laughs> this is a, just a straight-up perception check? Yeah. Natural 20. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, oh, so... Yeah. Ray, you're going to do your channeling? Yes. And let's bring Gulliver's discovery into this. Everyone heals three hit points. Great. I'm still unconscious. That brings oh, you to does. three hit points. And it erases three of your non-lethal damage, oh. leaving you at one non-lethal damage, oh. so you do become conscious. Oh, look at that. I didn't understand that. I've been playing this for how many years, and I still didn't understand it. Yeah, so every point of damage that is healed by a healing spell heals a concurrent amount to your non-lethal as Got well. Got it. 
So Gulliver, you come to, you are just ravenous with thirst, and you notice that your stuff has been tampered with. Well, I don't think I notice it yet. Okay. I don't think that's the first thing I notice. Okay. Um, what is the first thing you notice? Water. I need, I need some water. I know, dear. We all do. What happened? Did, what happened? Well, we, we, uh... We fucking slept, didn't we? Uh, I don't know. We we killed the doppelganger. Oh, we're back in the boiler room. Okay. Yes, I'm afraid one corpse wasn't enough to convince them to help us. Oh, did we kill it? We did. How did it happen? What happened? Uh, I blew his head up. (laughs) Oh, shit. Yes. Yes. (laughs) We didn't really have any choice. Grip had fallen, too, you know, and it was getting a bit... Did, did, you use like a, did you use like an alchemist flask or something? No. I, uh, I used my, uh, my mind. Oh, got it. Mm. Now I notice that my stuff has been messed uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm just going to, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to kind of look everybody over and try to do like a sense motive check on everybody. Just because I don't know why my stuff would have been messed with. Okay. And is everybody trying to act normal? I use some air quotes there. Yes. Okay. Everybody give me a bluff check. I don't, I mean, no. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, I feel like I know what yeah, he's no, looking I mean, for. Yeah, we know what if, we did, we if, know if why. If he wants to ask like, yeah. about it, I'm going to fucking tell him. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. 18 plus yeah. Uh, yeah, so 6, you, you, 24. You, you read some guilty faces. They don't seem guilty for what they did, but... They seem to understand why you're looking around the room. Oh, no, they'd have to make a sense motive check on me. You're trying to hide that. Absolutely. Okay. You have to make a bluff check. I, make a bluff I will check. absolutely make a bluff check. Oh, natural one. <laughs> I'm totally giving you all stink eye. You are so blatant about sus- okay. well, being suspicious. Of- okay. Well, you might as well just fucking I'm tell him, I'm going to right? tell him, I'm telling him, Gulliver, I'm so sorry. We did look through your things. We just wanted to compare our handwriting to the handwriting in your books, just to make sure that one of us didn't write it. Oh. Got it. So, did uh, one of you write it? No. Though I did write the note in the violin. And I wrote the prayers to Shailen. Oh. That's interesting. But mostly we've determined that uh, our most urgent need right now is food and water. Yeah. Yes. So um, I, I'm afraid this isn't really my area of expertise, but we might be able to eat these rats if we can get a fire going. So at that thought, you're all feeling hungry. None of you are yet feeling eating diseased rat hungry. You know what I'm saying? You feel like, you feel like, well... Yeah, you feel yeah. like you may be a day or so away from that point. Water is the concern. Water is the immediate concern. Have we seen anything at all that resembled liquids other than like the liquids that were down? <laughs> other than the acid. Yeah. No. Those people on the other side of that barricade. They're not going to give us anything. They have to give us something. They There's got to be a way to convince them. They don't have to give us anything them. and they won't. Well, I, don't you think it's worth trying? I thought it was worth trying when we had two people... Unconscious. Today's another day. Today's another day. If we're going to convince them that they can trust us, they have to keep us alive. Was uh, I'm willing to try again. I forget. Was Grip conscious and or aware of the mental sending you did 
does he, I guess, do I know that that's a thing that has been done and can be done? Probably not. Okay. Unless you made a DC 25 perception check to overhear. <laughs> No, I, I did not. <laughs> Your wisdom do that is probably thing. not. <laughs> was there anything resembling liquids in the alcove where we fought the shape changer and the the haunt? The haunt. No, not that you saw, but you have not yet done a search of the lockers in that area. Uh-huh. Some of which survived the collapse of the ceiling. Uh, you kind of boogied out of there, obviously, pretty quickly because you were in a terrible state. But that area has not been exhaustively searched if you want to go back and check it out. Is there any kind of either alchemy or, like, knowledge dungeoneering check that I could make in terms of, like, underground sources of water? Or if we could get some kind of liquid, how I could purify Turn it or it do something water. to make it as close to potable water that we could drink? I would definitely say, like, if you if you found some water, you got water on your hands, I would let you make a check to find some way to... Uh, either purify it or or figure out the best way to, to to deal with it to make it as least likely to kill us as possible. Right, but at the moment you're you're inside a man-made structure, and you have not yet come across. Are are these? Those are boilers. Those are boilers. Is there water in them? Is there? Can we do a a check and see if there's any source of water leading to those boilers? Yes. Yeah. What kind of check? Well, you would just be able to open it up. So you would discover that there is water in the boilers, and... It's on fire. (laughs) It's it's diseased. (laughs) Just like everything else It seems to be fine. A knowledge engineering check might apply to figuring Um, out where the water's coming from, but... I don't suppose it's a DC 10 or lower. Yeah, yeah, it might be, sure. Really? Sure. So that we could all make that. Yeah, you can all make that. That's totally cool. Natural (laughs) 10. Just made it. Not a natural 10, but a 10 nonetheless. I rolled an 11. Okay. Great. So your your guess would be that it's probably fed up from some sort of natural spring below is the way this would typically be done. Uh, does anyone remember from the damage downstairs if the building below was damaged any way that might lead to something like that or access to that? We never looked for like anything going down. We only right. looked for things going up. All the ways out that you discovered downstairs were caved in. There was a flight of stairs caved in at the top. There was a passageway out of the corpse pile room, massive cave in there. Mm -hmm. And then there was a cave in at the west end of the room, which you would guess based on how the room was structured was probably just another cell that sort of collapsed down. Do Do we have any sense, and I'm guessing not, but based on where we are, like where generally from where we are, the corpse chute might have come up? I think we made a knowledge geography yeah. check on that a couple weeks ago, okay. and the sense was you're so turned around, gotcha. you have yet to I think place we actually, this. no one was able to make a knowledge geography check. Yeah, we didn't, nobody had geography, nobody had engineering. But so I could were... do it today. Okay. If that's what I want to spend this one daily use of making an untrained knowledge check on, which I'm not totally convinced I want to do yet. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so at the very least, we, we have, have found a little water. Bit of water. Yeah. And that's enough to get rid of your fatigued condition. So we can just drink the water can, straight up. I'm assuming, yeah, I'm assuming you do drink the water. Can I do an alchemy check to yeah, yeah, okay. make sure it's clean? <laughs> but to do like that. that, to try to make sure that it's clean first and that we're not going to die. 15 plus 8 for uh, 23. Yeah, you feel real good about it. Um, how, if you, how want, me to, do you want me to drink it first, I've got... 
I'm, I'm, my hit points aren't great, but I got a good fort. I get one of my like metal beakers out and pour, picks, you know, yeah, slurp some in and totally just start guzzling. Excellent. Can we tell like how much, how many days worth of water this might get us through, provided we have to? Plenty. Plenty. These are two 10 foot tall, like five foot okay. wide boilers. It's so a we lot have of water. Plenty of water. Yeah. Food is our next yeah. issue. You basically need a gallon of water per day, and this is many, many gallons of water. Okay. So I will pass my you little, know, flask, like, little flask around to uh, to the lady first. Thank you. She drinks, passes it to Grip. I'm going to reset all of those thirst countdowns. Any other healing we want to do, or are there any other activities we want to take part in while we're still sort of camped here in this boiler chamber? So we could stay another night. And then we'd have all spells back and right. stuff. And I could do some things like hypnotize somebody to remember what something they might want to try to remember or hold that violin and see if I can get any psychic meaning from it or what, or anything, any other object that someone has. If we're not resting another day, I mean, I, I'm conscious, but... If I'm of any yeah, use, I, I need healing. Right, and I, I think he's going to exhaust. I'm going to use every um, healing all of my that, power. So. I think to heal us up, but that will be all of my power. Right. I mean, unless I roll really well. So we'd want to spend another night. Yeah, okay. I think so. While everybody is starting to sort of drink, start yeah. to get themselves together a little bit, Gulliver is going to uh, start to go through his stuff that everybody. Uh, oh yeah. Everybody was sort of messing with and looking at, and just kind of like. You know, putting it back the way that he wants it to be, and yeah. like looking at his formula book, he's going to take some time to uh, memorize some formulas. You haven't had a chance yet to, uh, you know, you grabbed that that bizarre torch-like object. Did oh you wanna yeah, make, yeah. You want to make like a knowledge engineering check uh, on that, also, or you want to examine it? We we we've determined that none of us wrote in those books, but we don't know if you wrote in those. What's in those books? You want to ask me about that while I'm looking at my stuff? That you rifled through? Uh, Robert does. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know if Grip would have the thought. But Robert the player is very curious. <laughs> How about I roll some uh, healing? Great. And um, hold it up and get us to know what the totals are. And, right. I, uh, I don't have engineering yet. Oh. But uh, I will next level. But uh, I will. But certainly I will take. I will start looking at it and trying to figure out if there's a way that I could use it, especially since it seems like my lantern is now out of oil. Yeah. And see if there's any way that I can use it to try to make some light. So I'll spend some time fiddling with that. Within just a few minutes of, of tinkering around with it, you do get the sense that, you know, the, uh, one of the pouches that had a set of tools that you didn't immediately recognize the purpose for seems to go with it. There are, you know, there are screwdrivers that slot into very specifically sized things. And you're like, oh, I think this is somehow intended to to modify this or light it or somehow get it working. Okay. Uh, so at least, you, at least you kind of, you know, you wrap your head around that. Okay. Next level. Cool. So far, nine hit points. How does that do, people? That, oh. that puts, to everybody? Me, that puts me two away from full. Fit and full of vigor. I'm good. Thanks. You're two down? I would say don't, don't burn a spell for two hit points. Burning. Well, we're we're I burning guess we're things burning. anyway. Yeah, you're not going to gain two hit points overnight. Six more. <laughs> Maybe tonight it'll be different. Oh, right, we only get one. <laughs> Six more. So Thank you're you. all set. I'm at full. So I have one use of um, hypnotism and one use of psychometry and one use of 
<laughs> reading people for that's where I read uh, an object to get psychic readings off an object to find out more about it or its owner or its okay. place in the world. And uh, that hypnotism is that is there like a will save on that? Like not if you're willing. I right. just have to make a check, and I might not. Uh, make just a wondering about check, our so. friends out behind the barricade, how they might. It, this takes rounds. Oh and, yeah, it takes minutes. Okay, I think, but it's not something Dora would do on an unwilling participant. Oh, it's not something Dora would do. What about the other Dora? I don't know what you're talking about, dear. <laughs> do you have any power of suggestion? Um, all all that happened while Gull was asleep, right? Gull doesn't even know anything about. He didn't like, see it. Only Ray saw it. <laughs> uh, yes, I can implant a suggestion with hypnotism. And it takes one minute of calm interaction. So I don't wow. think, I don't think any interaction with the people behind the barricade will could be classified as calm. No, no. <laughs> Those are some amped but up if people. If you would like to try to remember something about yourself, that's a different thing. Grip might. But I can only do each thing once a day. Mm-hmm. Happy to do all of these things every day, but we, we would have to choose now. Grip's curious, and I don't know that this is pressing, so if there's something pressing, but he's curious about this constable's badge. Yeah, so that would be something I could do. Dora's curious about the violin, but not urgently either. What do you think? What do you think? Let's the do violin. the constable badge. All right. He's confused by this because he feels it's his, but he does not... His natural inclination is against authority and right. being questioned and being challenged and and had but having but being that person doing that doesn't is incongruous with who how he feels so he feel it yeah, it's very strange to him that he has this this thing that's associated with negative thoughts and waking up after this dream of of being caught in some sort of what turned into a urban system shitting him out it's all very, he's very perplexed and confused mm. at why he feels attuned to this thing. Okay, I'd like to try it. Great. My question is, could I use Burst of Insight after the one minute of concentration to boost my perception check on this? It's an immediate action, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say sure. Okay, great. Then she holds out her hand for the constable's badge. And assuming you give it to her, she it um, holds it between both of her hands and closes her eyes um, and stills her mind for one minute after which she she receives a flash of images and makes a perception check to decipher them. Okay, great, 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 great. So she's going to let that minute pass, let, let the feelings that she's getting from the object sort of inhabit her. Yeah. And then cast the spell to get a plus eight to wisdom, <laughs> which will give me a plus And is it plus four. eight to a wisdom check or a plus eight to your wisdom score? It is plus eight to my wisdom score. So, a so plus it's a plus four, four bonus oh, to the check. So she'll be making this check at plus 11. Awesome. And then she will be dazed for a minute before she can tell that's you. That's awesome. For a, a round, not a minute. Oh, she rolled a 15, so that's a 26. Oh. Which is a lot. So she learns one piece of information, and she learned another piece because she beat the difficulty class by 10. Sweet. Okay. You hold this badge in your hands, and you get this 
collage, this rush, this waving cascade of images. So, so many spilling by. You feel like you are almost like watching the passage of days or years from the perspective of the badge itself. And this perception check is like you thrusting your mind into the river to try to stop it and it freezes. And you see uh, a human man in his, in, his, in his 50s, long charcoal beard, purple tinted John Lennon specs, flat, weird, dorky hat, looking down at a kneeling Grip. Grip is wearing the same armor that he's currently wearing, but it's covered in spikes. He's carrying the same shield he's currently carrying, but it's covered in spikes. He's got the battle axe that you found and three shards downstairs, whole in his right hand. And you see this man lean down and pin this badge to Grip's chest and Grip howls with laughter. Then the images start flashing by, flashing by, flashing by again. And you stick your finger into the, into the flow and it freezes and you see Grip standing in a dark alleyway with his foot on a boy's chest, pressing him into a wall. He's got his battle axe under the kid's chin and he is laughing, 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 laughing. And he gives his foot a kick to the base of the battle axe which starts to drive the battle axe into the kid's throat. And he's such an expert with his body. He knows just how hard to kick it to make it cut the skin, but not cut through his neck. So now the kid's got this bloody wound under his chin. He hasn't died. And you pull your hand out of the stream. And that's what you saw. In my imagination of how these play out mm -hmm. when you're talking and telling us that oh, that's Dora saying. is just saying what she is seeing oh, in a right. flat oh. affect. She's making no effort to edit or it's like or, verbal uh, or verbal writing. It's, it's like automatic writing, just verbally. She's just saying <sighs> what's she's seeing. Oracular. I don't think she even sees it until hears it until after it's done and she's holding the badge and she realizes what she's just said and seen. The man, he, he seemed familiar. Yeah, I think he does seem familiar. I think, you know, the idea of what you remembered from our little prologue mm -hmm. was all really loose, like a half-remembered piece of a barely-remembered dream. But I think this first moment of, of naming him and describing him probably kick some of that information forward. Yeah. And you can probably see that, that hut in the desert and have an understanding that that was, that was also something that the four of you shared. It wasn't just the nightmare city with the terrifying man, but these other visions and voices that you heard. So wait a second. So as she's voicing this, mm -hmm. we are recognizing this image and we know that mm -hmm. we Recognize. were all there. Or do we feel it ourselves and we recognize in each other a shared... When she's describing the man, you recognize that you have seen that man before. Yes. Not that you are necessarily at either of those scenes. Did he seem... He seemed familiar. 
Yeah. The scene did not seem familiar. That guy uh, seemed but familiar. But the man seemed familiar. I... Oh, this is yours. She hands it back to you. Uh, he takes it. Like a joke? A thumb. What do you think about what she described? What is that who you think you are? How can we know? Who are you? I, I, now? What do you feel? I feel like I don't know what's going on and I need to get out of here and but find out right or wrong. Was it right or wrong? Well, I don't know who the boy was. Does it matter? It might. I. It might. Context counts for a lot. Even a dumb fuck like myself knows that. If I you don't... are overpowering someone that small with your mass, your... The boy was alive. Right? The boy was alive. Don't fucking accuse me, all right? We cannot hold each other to the fire for things none of us even remember. Quick question. When you say boy, how old was the boy? 12, 11. Not a teenager, but not a child. Not a child. Yeah. What matters is who we choose to be today. No? And if you're going to look at me with such a look of fucking horror as you are now, keep in mind I'll do the same for you when invariably we learn things that you've done too. Right. Right. So I don't let's know. all just take I a step know. fucking back, alright? I don't know if I'm that. I don't know what I am either. And I'm sorry for overreacting. I think I'm just... I'm disoriented. I don't know. I, I want to trust. Are. I need you guys. We need each other. All I know is what I'm good at is what you see right here. That's all I know right now. That's good enough. Indeed. Yeah, you're a killer. But you're a killer. <laughs> <laughs> well, does anyone else want to try something? <laughs> it's a great game. I, <laughs> I highly recommend it. <laughs> what else did you want to do? I, I can also hypnotize, prognosticate. I'm curious about these scars and what, at, based on this, I'm convinced that you have a power that I don't understand but is going to help me know me better. I hope so. But I would caution us all not to take these things too, too much to heart. We are we are right now. We are what we do today. And we're going to have to believe in that if we're going to get out of here alive. Agreed. Yeah, I, I remember that it was in like the uh, philosophy thing that I remember. It was like, there is no path, there is no future, there's just now. Yes. Yeah. Well, what was that middle part again? All there is is the present. Ah, okay. Nah. That's why they call it a gift. All right, all right, all right. Let's all settle the fuck down. <laughs> so you would like to try to be put under? Do it. Put up. Put under. Yeah. Just, we'll just talk. Okay. Yeah. So, so you're going to use hypnotism to recall memory? Yes. Okay. And I'm going to do the same thing. Is that once that one minute of interaction is over, I'm just going to blow all my first level spells on burst this of insight awesome. today to get the plus. Eight to charisma. And then one day I will have raised all of my skills. <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, 
So the difficulty of this particular check is, it, is, it is 20 easy? plus your will save modifier. What is your will save modifier? Plus two. So it's 22. Okay. So I have a plus eight to diplomacy. Great. And um, with Burst of Insight, it'll be a plus 12. Excellent. So worth a try. She um, well beckons you to sit across from her. And she yeah. sits cross-legged on the floor and she puts her crystal in between you. And she um, simply begins describing a, a mellow scene, a meadow, soft breeze, sunlight, trees. You all, you all start to see as she's talking, the crystal itself is pulsing the light sort of raising a level and lowering a level as she's speaking, which kind of makes the, all the shadows in the room start to like move in it's time so with the sound of her voice. <laughs> yeah. And she does that for a minute. Yeah. And then she casts the spell and then she rolls the diplomacy check. It's a 27. It's, it ends up being a, a frustrating experience for the both of you. Mm. So Ray is, is susceptible to the beginning stages of this particular trance. And as you are, you know, changing your language from general soothing topics and trying to steer his own mind into corners of his brain that he's forgotten, the two of you literally hit a wall. Mm -hmm. And as far as you know, you're new at this, yeah. but you get the sense that it's not like the memories that you're trying to access are tucked away. You get the sense that the memories are not in his possession. Ooh. That the things that you don't remember are being held, if they're being held, outside of your own minds. That there is actually nothing to discover. So you get the sense, the, you know, one of the uses of this particular skill is to uh, like re-roll a knowledge check. And so if we're talking about general knowledge or it's like, you know, anything like that, like you, it'll probably get it to work, but that something has actually been pulled out of his head <laughs> and it's not there to be discovered. Uh. Okay. Just a question of how the difference of these two things she just did works. Is it, is there any reason to believe that, that that's a difference between us, or is it a difference enough in this in what she just did? So, like, oh. is it possible that if she had done to me what she did to Ray, same thing could have happened? The fact that there was success with the um, badge that doesn't indicate y yes. that's not our situation. Dora's as well. interpretation of this is that our memories have been taken, but memories embedded in psychic energy within objects mm, has still a exists. different lingering can't be taken in the same way. And wow. is this a similar thing where okay. you're like automatic talking to throughout yes. this as you're... Yeah. Whoa. So she would be describing the wall and saying, I can't breathe. Or there's it. just like I a hole there it. where there's like... Yeah, I, that, that, yeah. that's so it. So like it wasn't emptiness. a wall. It was a, it was a hole. Like this is the room where the memories are kept and there's, and there's nothing, nothing in there. And how far yeah. back were you, were you just trying to go like just... Like well, just before this, or do we? Do you have a sense? I don't think of we know because we were specifically looking at like the how and who put this, put the writing on his body. Right. Okay. So we don't okay. know when that happened. I just have to throw this in. Like I just watched Inception again, <laughs> and 
this idea that like parts of your brain or yeah. dreams or memories or things like that have been like taken out. It's really scary. It's it's so, I'm reading lock and key right now. So, yeah. so <laughs> creepy. I mean, awesome. this is a horrific thought to think that the things that make you you have been stolen away. Yes. Gulliver is thinking along these lines, not about Inception, but this idea that like someone stole parts of him yeah. mm. and he is just thinking, when I find this motherfucker, <laughs> I'm gonna make them wish that they had finished the job. Oh yeah. And he's also at the same time remembering that voice that told him to hide yourself, like that still is ringing in his head, even though he is trying to trust these people around him. The fact that they messed with his stuff when he was asleep yeah. makes it very, very hard for him to want to put himself into their hands yeah. in, in this way. So he is trying to disappear into the shadows during these moments of, well, who wants to have something? Red. Yeah, yeah. He's just kind of like, appears to be as if he didn't hear that as he's fiddling with something fiddling with his belt, fiddling with his different things, and just kind of, like, not there. And I'll say, as um, Ray, there was some hope. There was some hope there, of, like, volunteering for this, and, like, wow, I'm going to get some answers. Mm-hmm. And then to discover this just really takes that hope away. And there's, a there's like, this, this kind of emptiness. I don't feel like there's anger there, but it's, like just kind of getting up from that cross-legged position and it's it's just this like hanging sort of hollow feeling. There's a huge difference between the, the sense that, oh, these things that I lost are just out of my reach for the moment and the knowledge that they're actually gone. Yeah. Yeah, it's crushing. So Dora looks at this a little differently mm-hmm. where she uh, feels like we know more now we don't know the thing that we were seeking but we know more about our situation which is one step closer to figuring this out solving the puzzle so any information is worthwhile and gives her a little bit of energy to continue on the next step which is like food water kill yes. two more doppelgangers or whatever you know, and get to the next stage so speaking of killing doppelgangers, during the course of this day, during the course of this day, you would be able to, if you wish to, go back down through the furnace and and haul up the doppelganger corpse from below to as oh, your yeah. second body, if you wish. Absolutely. So, <laughs> we dump it in the yeah. in the hall in front of the barricade next to the other Crossbows one. Crossbows go up. Yeah. Yeah, they watch you. We just drag it out and sit them next to each other like weekend at Bernie's. Yep. <laughs> and then anything else this day, or should we move on to? wrapping up one more night of sleep and making some heel checks to help out our pals who are diseased. Yeah. Great. Uh, who wants to do some long-term disease care? Who's best at healing? I, I do not actually have I ranks in heal. No one has I ranks in heal. I have okay. plus two, I mean. You want to you, you make it? Can we Gu- aid? Gulliver would yes. be willing to okay. do everything, but he doesn't want to actually touch anybody. Um, Great. Can I aid in that way? Yes. I buy that. If I'm willing to touch Absolutely. someone. It'd be like... Uh, I mean, if yeah, I though. aid, <laughs> I guess. Be like, you know, here's here's the wet cloth. Yeah. Wipe down their okay. forehead. I'd a, I rolled an 11, so I do aid. So that's a plus two to your heel check, Johnny. Natural 17. Great. So 19. And was that for a grip or for Ray? <laughs> grip. Great. And now for Ray? Uh, I just aid. 
five. Plus the total. Plus two. Plus two. Nine. And I am going to spend an action point because he is he doesn't wanna he doesn't wanna look like an idiot that he was able to <laughs> It's all shame. He's, like, he's like I don't wanna We have to call them shame points now. It's yeah, like that. I really yeah. should. Shame It'll points. Fit better on the page. There you go. For an, an, an additional three. So that would bring it up to, what was it? Twelve. Twelve. Which just hits the DC. Oh. Nice. So nice now, shame point. Both Robert and Paul give me a fortitude check against disease, and you can add four to that. And that will stack with your existing bonus, Paul. Okay, thank you. Twenty-six. Great. It'll be 18 levels before I could possibly make a 26 for two save. That is impressive. I rolled a natural one. Oh. But this just puts him back, right? Like, No. No. <laughs> a natural one is an automatic fail. So you slide further down the physical disease track. You are now... Oh, God. This is awful. All right, so you're weakened by the disease and you suffer all the effects of both the sickened and the fatigued conditions. Oh my wow. god. So sickened, fatigued, and weakened. Uh, no, weakened... That is not a... Weakened is not a condition. It's weakened oh. is the name in the track. The description. Uh. So what you have is sickened and fatigued. You're sick and tired. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Give, re- give us a read of sickened. Yeah, we learned about yeah. fatigue before. That's basically yeah. minus one to everything. Sickened is take a minus two penalty on all attack rolls, weapon damage rolls, saving throws, skill checks, and ability checks. So you're basically minus three. So that stacks. Yeah, on everything. Fatigued, fatigued isn't, isn't minus on all saves. I think it's just reflex saves. Oh, okay. So over the course of the next night, you are all racked by horrifying dreams. God damn it. And now we all have to make some will saves again. Robert. 19. Oh, great. Katie. 18. Great. Johnny. 20. Excellent. Polly's got a very studious look on his face. <laughs> he's contem- well, he's holding like, his two conditioning like, cards. Should I use my shame Contemplating point? just how low he rolled. So I rolled a six on the die. My sickened condition takes two away from skill checks and ability checks. It's a save. Saving, saving oh, save. Uh, and saving throw. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> there are no penalties from fatigued to saving throws other than reflex. Okay. So even an action point to try and build on a four, the highest I can get is a 10. And I'm, well, I, so if we describe them as action points, I'm like, I don't think you can use that with the, this particular save while you're sleeping. But if we think about them as shame points, I'm like, maybe you can. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it doesn't actually. So you're just gonna take the results of that Yeah, one? I'm gonna take the results. Okay. Oh, but you hadn't had any damage. All right, so yeah. you, you do wake up not having recovered any healing. Everybody else heals one hit point. And let's dive into Ray's mind and experience what he dreams. So excited. Ray, you're in the you're in the crossroads of a series of murky sewer tunnels. Curved gray stone walls are pulsing and greasy with oily black fungus, which seems to be spreading and growing visibly as you look at it. In the gloom of the connecting hallways, you can see mumbling humanoid shapes wandering around in seemingly random patterns, muttering gibberish to themselves in a language you can't understand beneath obscuring black hoods. 
A smooth obsidian table with restraints stands on the floor in the middle of a pentagram and dozens of blood-red candles. A cluster of men in dark robes encircles the table, led by a tall, thin, human man who seems both old and young. His hair is perfectly white, long and straight, pulled back into a ponytail hanging halfway down his back. His hands are wrinkled and withered and gouty, but the skin of his face is soft and smooth and pale and stretched tight over his skull. His huge, liquid blue eyes are leaking tears. He never seems to close them, never seems to blink. The men are gathered around someone lying on the table, a young man. He's lying motionless amongst needles and blades and saws, not even restrained despite the horror that's about to take place. Has he been drugged or paralyzed? He's not moving. He's got shaggy black hair. He's covered in scars, a single name scrawled over and over and over. It's you. You're looking down at yourself, but you're also inside yourself looking up immobile as the procedure begins. The crying man leans close to your ear and whispers, We're all lost, you know. All of us. And then he lifts a saw and with painstaking care and slowness, he saws your right hand off. One agonizing stroke after another. You don't move. You just stare into his eyes and you cry. And he cries. You both cry together. The man discards your hand and the cluster of dark-robed men swoop in to tend to the stump, stop the bleeding, stabilizing the wound. The crying man crosses to your left side and in what seems to take an eternity removes your left hand. You weep, he weeps, the men stop your bleeding. This goes on for days. Right foot, left foot, right forearm, left forearm, right calf, left calf. Sometimes they stop and they pour a sludge of chunky black paste down your throat by means of a filthy tube. It seems to contain enough nutrients to keep you alive. Right arm up to the shoulder, left arm, the rest of your right leg, the rest of your left leg. He cries, you cry, then your genitals, then your hip structure. Then he carefully opens your abdomen and delicately pulls out your intestines and you watch as he removes feet after feet of them and carefully stitches what remains together so it'll still function. More crying, more sludge, on and on this goes until it's all you know and all you remember. Then, when you are nothing but a head and a torso, he stops. He looks down at his work and he loses it. His steady stream of liquid tears turns into a torrent of parchment paper pouring out of his eyes, yellowed paper covered in black charcoal scrawls. What have I done? What have I done? He looks around him as if he suddenly realizes where he's been this whole time. The mossy walls start to melt away, revealing a yellow city behind them. He's so upset, and you want to comfort him, so you speak. You say, thank you with all my heart. Thank you. And you realize that you were never drugged. You were never paralyzed. You wanted this. The crying man screams and floats up 
into the darkness. The robed men lean near your face and they whisper, for eternity, into your ears. And then they start kissing you, sucking on your lips and your tongue, and you kiss them back eagerly, forcing your tongue in their mouths, and you're laughing with joy, crying, weeping, knowing that you will never amount to anything, and you will never know anything other than pain. End of chapter six. Holy oh, shit! Jeez. Wow. My dreams. Dark Nexus is a creation of Plug and Hum Productions. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Inc. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com slash community use. And for more information about Paizo and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. That's P-A-I-Z-O dot com. Dark Nexus uses music and soundscapes by Sirenscape. Check them out at sirenscape.com. That's S-Y-R-I-N-S-C-A-P-E dot com. Opening and closing themes along with additional music composed by Rob Kozlarik. Artwork for Dark Nexus is by Matt Walquist. Special thanks to Toy, without whose generosity this project would not have been possible. And thanks to DMCP, Richard and Ari, Paul and Shannon, Chris, Scotty, Jason, Jess, Joe, Chelsea, Matt, Dave, Darren, and everyone we've gamed with over the years for all the memories and inspiration. Fantastic. Did we level? (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.